0: When you're a small company, you want to do, or you're able to do, your marketing campaigns yourself, and because you have a low number of customers, a low number of employees, but as soon as you start growing, you will not be able to do that anymore yourself, so you need to make a switch to implement a marketing automation platform.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome on this new episode of the TomCast. My name is Jean-Marc.
2: Hi everybody, my name is Emily.
1: Hello Emily um so we meet for the 19th episode of the uh, of the tomcast um today we have a topic that we already talked about but we are coming back to it and we will see everything about it uh, you will discover we will talk about marketing automation right
2: yes so when you said 19 i was a bit surprised but yes it goes so fast actually so 19 we're very happy to talk again about marketing automation because we already had a podcast as Marc said but today we want to focus more on the strategic part of the marketing automation plan. So today in the studio we have Martin. So he will be the expert with us sharing all his knowledge about it. So we're very happy to have you in the studio with us. Hi, Martin. Hey,
0: hello. Happy to be here. Nice to see you. Yeah. It was a trip from Geng to Brussels, but uh, yeah, first time here at the Tom office. So. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for the ones who don't know, so we, we are located in Diegem, Uh so... Small trip from from Yank, maybe?
0: (laughs) One hour drive, so it's still Yeah, Thank you for coming. So today,
2: Martin, if you can first tell us a bit more about yourself and what you're doing in Kent, actually.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I'm Martin. Uh, I have been working at Dignify now for four years. I'm currently working as a head of project delivery, which means I'm a project manager for my own projects. But at the same time, I'm also supporting other project managers within the Dignified team in case they have problems or questions. Uh, So that's my role currently. Um, Maybe to give you a bit more background information, uh, I started my career uh, back in 2010 at Saligent. So I've been working there for three and a half years as a campaign developer, which actually means I'm, that you need to set up marketing automation campaigns in that tool for customers of Saligen, of course. Uh, and after those three and a half years, I decided to move to the uh, non-technical side of business. So I started working as a project manager for multiple web agencies. And yeah, back in 2018, I met a few people of Dignify, also ex-Seligent colleagues, actually.
1: And uh, yeah, that was the start of a new trip. Okay, so very interesting. Uh, You mentioned you work at Dignify. Can you tell us a bit more about the company? Yes, we're an agency specialized
0: in marketing automation. So mainly we work with uh, two big platforms at this moment, which is uh, Seligent, because we have a lot of ex-Selligent colleagues within the team. So we also have a lot of Seligent experts (laughs) within Dignify. And on the other hand, we're uh, working with Salesforce, which is also a very known platform, of course, when you're talking about uh, marketing automation.
2: So thank you for a bit of information already, but if we go back to the roots and asking ourselves, so what is really marketing automation and why is it important nowadays for company? Because we hear it a lot and we think everybody's doing it already, but still we need to guess Mm -hmm. if that's true or not.
0: First of all, helping the marketing department of a company. For me, it's also the bridge between marketing and IT because uh, the marketing team always has good ideas, uh, campaigns they want to do, they want to run. But to start doing that, they also need data. And then they go back to the IT team and they say, hey, we have this great idea. Can you please share us this data set or uh, prepare this? And then IT will say, yeah, look, it's a good idea, but you need to wait two to four weeks. Uh, And of course, when you want to run a marketing campaign, you need to be agile. Uh, So you don't always have the time to do that. And there is the place where marketing automation can help. It's really the bridge between IT and marketing for me.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and really linked also to the tools that you mentioned, uh, Celigent and Salesforce and plenty others. That yeah. allowed to, to do this, right?
0: Yeah, indeed. So what we <coughs> often do is uh, we connect those platforms with uh, a CRM system on company side. So we have connection with the data. So the data needed to run those marketing campaigns can sync to the marketing automation platform.
1: And then, of course, the marketeers can work on the campaigns themselves mm-hmm. within the tool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we can see also, I guess, it's also a link, a bridge between marketing and sales in a way, right? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. I
0: think in many cases sales will have some uh, some goals they need to reach and to to uh, help them reach those goals they need marketing to run campaigns so indeed, needs a, a collaboration of different teams hey? you have sales you have marketing and you have IT mm-hmm. yeah
2: I hear different things in your explanation and if we go back to why is it worth for companies to to go to mm-hmm. more from marketing automation I hear time that it's faster also to implement some uh, strategic uh, plans. But do you have any other example of strategic use of marketing automation?
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, I think uh, when you're a small company, you want to do or you're able to do your marketing campaigns yourself and uh, because you have a low number of customers, a low number of employees. But as soon as you start growing, you will not be able to do that anymore yourself. So you need to make a switch to implement a marketing automation platform. A good one, for example, is like a nurturing flow. It's something you, you know. Uh, somebody visits your website. You try to get some contact details of that person so you can reach out to them. As soon as you have that contact information, you can start sending them emails, uh, SMS, for example. And you want to get, the, get to know, of course, those people. It's like going on a first date. Uh, you, you're sitting in with the person in front of you. You want to know that person, but you cannot ask all questions at the same time <laughs> because else the date will not be a success. So it starts uh, at a really high level with mm-hmm. one question. And then you, as, as you see that the, 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 the leads are actually reacting or engaging with you, you start to ask more questions and the more data you capture, you will be able also to personalize the data for Mm -hmm. those leads. So this will help you nurture those leads. Mm -hmm. So they will become, for example, customers. Yeah, and build the relationship with them. That's important, yeah. Yeah.
2: And as Jean-Marc just said, uh, it does also help sales because at the end you have a better qualified lead actually. So they gain some time not qualifying the lead extra because the marketing automation has done it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, indeed. I think there are different stages like Uh, For example, you run a social campaign on Facebook or uh, via Google AdWords. People click on it, you can see them as a lead. As soon as they register via a pop-in or a form, you can see them as a registered lead. And if also those people uh, maybe attend a webinar of your company, then, of course, they're really qualified and then the sales team needs to reach out to them because, yeah, those people are open for uh,
1: something. Mm -hmm. So if I try to, to summarize a bit this part, uh, which will be the basis for the rest of the conversation on what is marketing automation. So we, we have uh, a very important layer of data that mm-hmm. y- you want to, to improve, to increase the relationship with the leads that showed an interest but are not yet ready to become customers. And then you build this relationship through this system uh is it email uh sms or other stuff uh webinars there there is plenty possible so that's why we'll come back on that and then basically once uh your your leads become customers if they do yeah sales can can jump in first to to sell maybe to cross sell upsell afterwards etc
0: yeah indeed and i think it doesn't stop when a lead becomes a customer, because you also want to make those customers loyal customers. Yeah. So you also need to engage with them. And yeah, you can also set up workflows for those type of people. It's, it's basically all
1: about dating applied to marketing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 indeed.
2: And also, uh, it's nice that you mentioned that, Jean-Marc, that marketing automation is not only emails, because no. also it's email automation or it's marketing automation. Different channels can be used, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, we really try to go or to use omni-channel approach uh, like uh, email is still I think the most important channel but we also work for regions uh, uh, like in Dubai Qatar and there we see that email is less important but they use more like sms whatsapp so this can also be implemented uh, via marketing automation you also have the website of course where you can track and start to engage already with your website visitors
1: so uh, yeah mm-hmm. there's a lot to choose. yeah that's a very in- interesting part I think yeah uh, I, I was in the Philippines for uh, a bit of months uh, some time ago indeed email is nothing there so the culture uh, of the people that you want to target is important and there for example it was everything happening on facebook even doctor's appointments or stuff like that so it's interesting this layer
0: yeah of, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's possible mm-hmm. via marketing automation uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: and also you have def- uh, the more you you said the more we think that auth- and of course in b2b and b2c the approach will be different or the same it's a bit depending on the audience Mm -hmm. so and this can all be done in the same kind of marketing automation structure right even if you have different audience you don't have to build different marketing automation platforms no no
0: no 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 no. Uh, if you choose the right platform you can do everything within that platform it's all about uh, first of all the data proper segmentation and link
1: to that those segments you build your campaign workflows actually Mm -hmm. and uh, so I guess the, the discussion that we have now is also raising a lot of questions for the people listening. Uh, how do I do this? Uh, which tool do I need? Uh, do I have to use email or actually listening to you? Maybe I should not. Or, so maybe let's, uh, let's go into that part. Let's go into it. How do you actually set up a set up program? It, it seems uh, quite a huge one. Uh, for for a company, (coughs) even for a small company, sorry. Um, Where do you start? So
0: first of all, I think it's important that the company creates a team of really uh, stakeholders, which will need to, of course, uh, manage the project on their side. And uh, as I can speak from Dignify side, we need to talk to these people. So what we often do is that we do workshops. First of all, we do a functional workshop with the uh, people from business, so we get a better understanding what they want to achieve, which use cases they want to do uh, and yeah, based on that discussion actually we do also a next workshop with it because yeah, like i said already data is important we need to get a view on the uh, it landscape of the company we need to see what's possible because the data needs to be connected at a yeah, certain yeah, level with that marketing automation platform before we can run those campaigns so those workshops are really essential and based on those workshops, uh, we get an outcome, actually something like a briefing, a goal with the c- what the company wants to achieve. Yeah, And if we have that, yeah, what we need to do, of course, first is set up that data model. And um, mm-hmm. The data model needs to be ready, it needs to be ready now, but it also needs to be future proof because it needs to be scalable. Uh, you start at one level, but of course you want to grow to the next level and that data model needs to grow together with you. Mm-hmm. And then it's, uh, of course, up to uh, the company or together with the marketeers to define those use cases and start setting up the campaigns in that marketing automation
1: platform. Yeah, maybe I I just want to ask a question because um, of course, most of the people listening are from big companies, um, Mm -hmm. but we also have smaller companies who are listening up to now and think, okay, data model um, also heard about names of quite expensive tools also. Is marketing automation something that you start using when you already have uh, a big business that is allowed to that has the capacity to to pay these bills or to to have this kind of profiles or is it also for smaller businesses? Yeah, uh, the tools I mentioned in the beginning, like Salesgen and Salesforce, uh, those tools
0: are uh, quite expensive also, so they are more for the mid enterprise, high enterprise companies. But you also have tools like, uh, for example, Mailchimp or HubSpot those ones are cheaper and via these tools, you can also start to set up your own marketing automation campaigns. So that's perfectly possible as a smaller or a mid company, you can also do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Indeed.
2: Can we say that the most important part is really to set the goal and to understand what we want to achieve. And even asking the question, I must imagine situation when people think that marketing automation has a magic power and that all the goals will be achieved. So how can you really ad- t- Decide on which goal and how do you take because I guess you have a long list after your brainstorming. So how do you prioritize the goals?
0: Yeah, it's something you need to do together with the stakeholders of the company. It's not something we can decide on dignify side. Uh, it's a, a discussion alignment is needed for that. And I think you cannot do everything at once like you say. Yeah, you need to go step by step. And it's important I think that you once you have set up a campaign, you need to give it a bit of time before start to analyze the results and of course that analysis is also really important to see what can be optimized to this journey because often companies have a long list of projects they want to do uh, you, you start working on project a you finish it and you need to start working on project b but you never analyze project a so i think you need to take some time to also analyze analyze the kpis to optimize things and then you will get the best results
2: so, if we summarize a bit the discussion that we had, you explained how, uh, what's the start of the project, which is really setting out the goals and the KPIs. And at one point, we need to decide okay, but which tool are we going to use? So, how do you really technically select the tool for a company? <sighs>
0: Yeah. So first of all, I think that's done in a sales phase. I'm not a sales specialist, but what I know that they do is that they really also start to talk with the people of the company. IT is also very important there and the head of marketing because those two need to be aligned first before we can tell them what is the best tool you can use. And again, it's on the company's needs. eh? Uh, You have uh, uh, small companies or big companies, but also, again, even small companies can use expensive tools for marketing automations, just what they want to do.
2: So, yes, right. As you say, it's not it's really about choosing the feature that you need in order to uh, achieve the goals that you set up more than choosing a tool, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, indeed. (laughs) And also maybe some criteria i don't know if, if i can plug also the experience that i'm having now at uh, wordline where we actually work with with dignify by the way but um yeah there are some regions come to me to ask okay which tool would you recommend and as the whole group is currently using uh in this case salesforce yeah of course i, I said well don't hesitate to compare look at what you need etc but also know that If you go for Salesforce, the whole group will be able to help you. So that's also an interesting criteria.
0: Yeah, indeed. Uh, But also good to know, I think, is that most of those marketing automation platforms, especially the big ones, are able to connect with any type of CRM system. So that's also something good, I think. And because those platforms are flexible, it's not because you have Salesforce CRM that you also need to use Salesforce Marketing Cloud. You can also connect to Salagent Marketing Cloud. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's good, I think.
1: That's a good one to know, indeed in case you already have something in place. Yeah. So, And by the way, on this question, if you really, really struggle, don't hesitate to contact uh, Dignify. We'll put the contact details in in the description. Um, Okay, so at this point, we have the KPIs, the objectives. Uh, We have a tool and we have a team to set up the whole uh, marketing automation. Um, What would be then typical next steps?
0: So if I can speak for Dignify, Like a company wants to build a relationship with their customers. It's also something Dignify wants to do with their customers. So with the B2B companies, Uh, what we often do is we uh, dedicate a team of uh, five to six people, uh, depending on uh, how big the project is, that continuously work for that customer. Part of the team is, of course, a project manager who is speaking with business, who is aligning on the planning. We have, uh, most of the time, a technical lead or architect who is really important, thinking about the data part, the data model. And then, of course, we have a team of marketing automation specialists who are really setting up the campaigns, creating the emails, the journeys. And, yeah, we often work in an agile way. Uh, working with sprints so we have that long list of to-dos or goals the customer wants to achieve and based on that long list we start to work in sprints so we define which ones need to be done which goals need to be reached first we work on the sprint planning a a sprint of two weeks for example you do a retro or a review you define the next steps and you start working on the next sprint so Mm
1: -hmm. that's how we typically work and what would be like typical sprint content is it like content of the the communication that you have, or? Uh,
0: No, typically when you onboard a new customer, uh, first of all, the setup of the data model, Mm -hmm. that's not one sprint, of course, those are multiple sprints. But once the data model is set up, what you can do is, for example, a welcome campaign for people who register on the website. It's something done by every customer. You do that in one sprint. So first of all, you need to work on the content. The company does that, or we help them with that. Uh, then you need to set up the emails, the campaign segmentation, uh, and you can launch already that welcome campaign. And in the meantime, you can work on the other campaigns. So mm-hmm. you have something already live instead of waiting before everything is ready. Uh, you can, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's more agile.
1: So if I understand correctly, you would also advise maybe to look at the journey of a of a customer, um, yeah, and like what is the first touch point that they would have with the company, and so maybe start with that. And then everything that will come after, you can work on it after, but at least you have this first touch point and yeah. then what a second one, Indeed, et cetera. Uh,
0: yeah, that's a good one. Visualizing that customer journey at something done and via that at functional workshop. And if you have that visualized, you can start dividing it in different campaigns and those campaigns can be done within those sprints.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. I just want to, to come also to make sure that everyone follows. Um, there are two uh, terms that you used that i want to make sure that everyone follows can you explain a bit on a data model what exactly do you do you visualize when you you talk about the data model
0: yeah the data model so i think most of the companies already have a crm tool in place where they have a lot of data so that part of that crm data also needs to be moved to the marketing automation platform we don't need all data because uh not everything will be used, but the key data needs to be there. Like for example, contact details like email address, mobile number maybe. Uh, If you want to start personalizing your content, you need to have a first name, last name, gender, typically those things. And then you can start to enrich that data by running marketing automation campaigns. Mm-hmm. So if you, for example, take an energy company, you can start asking those people which you already identified what the energy consumption is. And you can store also that data in the data model to afterwards use it in your marketing campaigns. Mm-hmm. So you just need to have that basic data in place, which is coming from your CRM connector. And then you can start enriching it mm-hmm. and even maybe f- let it flow back to a data warehouse where they started doing some analysis on it. But yeah,
1: I'm not going to go too yeah. technical. But uh, So indeed, and so back to what you were saying, maybe a next step, setting up your data model. So setting up a bit, what type of information you would like to have on, on the people that you are communicating to.
0: Yeah. Indeed, uh, the data model needs to be can, yeah, needs to be ready for usage now, but it also needs to
1: be scalable mm-hmm. and that's important and then the other, the other term uh, I think often misunderstood by companies is working agile. Uh, many companies understand being flexible and accept anything that comes to you um, how in so not going to to give the whole definition of what agile means and what no, is the we methodology had it already
2: in a lot of different uh, podcasts, but in every thematic Agile comes up.
1: Absolutely. So yeah. it's
2: nice to remind the, it's a nice way to remind the agile way of working quickly, right?
1: Yeah, so yeah. working setting up the this marketing automation, uh we have the team they are going to work in sprints on different stuff. Uh what what does it mean concretely for if I am a manager and I want my teams to to work this way?
0: So key there is the the managers, the project manager on Dignify and a manager on company side, those two need to talk to each other and need to actually prioritize the things that need to be done. And yeah, working agile is also working a bit flexible, but flexible in terms of two weeks. So within those two weeks, we actually define a planning of things that need to be done and not a lot of things can change within those two weeks because we also need our focus, of course, of our people to really work on something after those two weeks you also have a sprint review where you review the work what has been done maybe uh, the company is able to give feedback uh, also from our side we can give more input and then you define your next step so it's really dividing the whole bunch of work in small pieces so you are actually more flexible
1: and more agile to go live mm-hmm. so if i summarize this section uh, we talked on how to set up uh, a marketing automation project so first three aspects, um, have your, your goals and KPIs well in place, choose your tool uh, depending on what you need, also check what is available online uh, as comparison, and then have clearly in mind who is going to work on this. Uh, if you have a dedicated team, that's ideal. If you don't have, well, de- uh, answer this question, and then indeed define a bit your, your data model and uh, some, some planning, even if you're a very small uh, company, uh, it can be for yourself. What are you going to work on? When? And maybe starting from the customer journey, what are the first steps, the, the first touch points um, of the customers?
2: So thanks for the recap, Jean-Marc. I think it's very clear on the different steps, but what we usually do in the podcast, we always give some small advice or big advice to the listener. So for this one, we will ask you if you would have some tips and tricks when you want to implement a marketing automation project. So you don't have anyone, any uh, marketing automation project, but you want to start the project, what are the tips and tricks for
0: that? I think uh, tip number one for the company is that they involve the right people from IT and business and they really need to create a team of stakeholders because if they have the buy-in of that team, the setup of that marketing automation project will also go much easier. So that's really important. Um, tip number two is, uh, of course, uh, visualizing that uh, customer journey. So defining those use cases because that will also help to create your backlog of projects that need to be created on that marketing automation platform. And of course, you cannot do everything at once but this will is this is a starting point, of course, for the implementation of a mm-hmm. marketing automation tool.
2: Great, and then we were thinking, as Ramak said, a lot of company at this point might already have a marketing automation tool and are already running marketing automation journeys. So, for those who are listening to us, what are the tips and tricks that you will share with us today?
0: Yeah, I think most of those companies already work to work with a partner uh, but if they want to see what things can be optimized a tip i can give to them is uh, let an audit be done by an external party let them review the marketing automation setup and based on that outcome you can see which campaigns can be optimized or which gaps you still have to fulfill that complete customer journey so i think that's a really important tip i'm not saying they need to switch to another partner but yeah, let a third party review the setup. Always helps.
2: And take the time actually to review the results. If the comp- if the journey match the KPIs, if we're going on the right direction, the develop or kill the journey kind of yeah decisions. Uh,
0: yeah yeah. That analysis. Uh, it's like I said, not all companies have time for that to do that, but it's really key to to yeah analyze your uh, or yeah the performance of your campaigns. Else you won't, You never will be optimizing your uh, customer journey. So, for example, you set up a customer journey, you let that run for five years, and you never change something. Yeah, for me that's it's not done. Mm-hmm. It always needs to be improved.
1: Yeah, I see that you always come back to data, right?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Data. We need to set up something, but also data, which is the outcome of a project. So the KPIs, that data also needs to be
1: mm-hmm. analyzed. Maybe a. Uh, if I can plug an additional tip, is don't hesitate to go listen to our episode on growth marketing, because I have the feeling that um, growth marketing, which is much more about a very structured, uh, data-backed methodology more than hacks, um, it can really help to to understand a bit what is working or not. Maybe a very baby step there is A-B testing, uh, but really like testing things and understanding from data what does actually work can really help to improve your your journey okay well i think we have everything for this episode uh yeah. thank you very much for coming from kink uh, Martin.
0: no problem it was my pleasure
1: um yeah if you like this episode first if you want to dig a bit deeper into uh, marketing automation and how to actually set it up maybe this short episode is just an introduction so don't hesitate to check out uh, the landing page and also the website of dignify so we'll have all resources uh, in the description as always and also don't hesitate to follow for more episodes um thank you emily
2: thank you jean-marc and uh Thank you Martin it was a very interesting one as usual I want to say but thank you see you expect you, you next time Bye-bye. Bye-bye. bye bye bye